it like shrunk their wiener. <laughs> <laughs> like their wiener, their penis, whatever you want to call it. Turn their Frankfurt into a Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> right. Welcome to the Basically Being Better podcast, a show for all you people out there just trying to get a little bit better every day. Now here's your hosts, Rachel and Abby. Hey everyone and welcome back to Basically Being Better. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to be talking all about the book. Period Power by Maisie Hill. Yeah, full title, Period Power, Harness Your Hormones and Get Your Cycle Working for You, as opposed to the one I talked about in our... <laughs> as opposed to the one I talked about in our menstrual cups episode, wasn't it? Yes, it By was... Nadia Okamoto. Yeah, different one. Which is Period Powder... Period Powder? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It's like dried up blood and then it's... <laughs> Like dehydrated period. <laughs> I definitely prefer. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it. I definitely prefer wet period over dry period. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you could like because don't they do that with like deer's blood or something? They like dry it out and then they um, sell it as like an like some. I form think it's of- an aphrodisiac. I was going to say that, but then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. I think it is. Yeah, I think they put it in like a supplement form and sell it for. Lots and lots of money. Well, they should just do the same thing with period blood. Make it like, like market it as a, because you've got, what, half the population. Like, (laughs) it's an untapped, like, resource. But does that mean that people aren't going to pay for it because there's too much? Oh, true. It's not. um, It's a saturated market. Well, not exactly, because not everybody has their periods because Mm. the, because obviously pill bleed blood is not going to be as good as like the subpar version of uh period blood it's gonna be inferior that you have to snort to (laughs) oh my gosh it'll be like the synthetic version of drugs rather than like the yes (laughs) but what does it do for you (laughs) that part we have to figure out are we saying it's an aphrodisiac oh i don't think so probably not (laughs) anyway sidetrack major sidetrack Anyway, period, period power, power, which is by Nadia Okamoto, which is the manifesto for the menstrual movement. Good book as well, but the one we're talking about today is Maisie Hill's one. Just so many period books. Yeah, what an amazing it. time to be alive. I love it. Yet to see one about period powder, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're done for today. Yeah. Okay, Got to start writing this book. (laughs) So, you have a brag. I do have a brag. Right, what's your basic brag? So, you know how I've been whining for weeks about my gums bleeding and, like, just don't know what's going on? Is it hormonal? What's going on? Yes. Okay, so, two parts to this. I do think it is influenced by my hormones because I have noticed, I've tracked it with my cycle and I do notice it at times and not at others. But my main part of my brag is... I went to the dentist and got my teeth cleaned by the hygienist. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she really cleaned them. Yeah. She really cleaned them. So when I first started having this bleeding gum issue, I went to another dentist and they gave me this mouthwash stuff to use. 
oh, it stained my teeth, like, so bad. It, like, defeats the purpose of brushing your teeth, doesn't it? Yeah. Stained them so bad, so I stopped using it. And this hygienist got rid of all of that. And she's like, yeah, it was down, like, in your, the, like, the staining stuff had gone down into your, um, like, below your gum line type thing and was, like, causing irritation. So that's why your gums were bleeding. I think so. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, the thing they were trying to do to help you made it worse. Yeah, because when I first went there, this was a couple of years ago now, it was sporadic. It wasn't all the time like it has been lately. Oh my god. And this was like two weeks ago and I've had no bleeding gums since. That's amazing. I think, isn't it Isn't it crazy how, uh, isn't it um, bananas how you can have... Like, you can get, you just need to find the right person for you. And I need yeah. to stop banging the mic, sorry. <laughs> so hard. The right person for you. Yeah, and get different advice mm. from going to this, uh, just a different person, but within the same profession. Yeah. Yeah. You've just, you've just got to find your people. Yeah, the people who vibe and feel the same way about things as you do and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think that's key. And it's so difficult. Because oh, man. You, I don't know. We were talking about finding a person like Lara Bryden, but in where we live. And uh, it's like, you were like, how do we know? And I'm like, maybe we just do like an interview with like, them over the phone before we before we spend $200 and get them to test yeah, everything. Just have some key questions. What are your opinions on this? Yeah. How do you feel about this? Yeah. What are your initial thoughts if I told you this? Yeah. Would you to be testing? What do you think you'd be testing for if I said this? Yeah, exactly. And if it's not in all the books, then we're like, nah, you're not on my roll. Yeah, because obviously we're both um both interested in all all of the all of the stuff, and so we do a lot of our own research. We've got our own opinions of yes, mm. I would go this. I think this is what needs to be done, but I need the support to get there. Yeah. And imagine if you went to someone, they're like, no, no, we're gonna do it this, blah blah blah. Yeah. I'd be like, give me my money back. Yeah, totally. I reckon you do. You need to interview them before you go. But I do think if you like, you've been thinking about it in terms of your, you want to get your hormones tested, don't you? Yeah. I think naturopath probably one of the easiest, one of the better options, I guess, to to try because the doctors only have fifteen minutes and they can only treat. Uh, they they don't have no, they like, don't have the time. that time to give you the attention that you're actually after. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my brag. Nice. That's a good brag. Do you have a brag for this week? (laughs) You have have a cough. (laughs) I tried to move as far away from (laughs) the mic as possible. (laughs) Could you hear it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, (laughs) My brag is that last week we um, signed up for the Take Back Your Hormones conference. It's actually quite a good... Um, tie into all of the yes. stuff that's going that we're talking about today. Um, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, so worthwhile. Yes. So it was run by oh gosh, what's her name? Jolene Bryden. Jolene Bryden, the Beyond the Pill lady. Um, and she interviewed like oh, like so many people, and every day there was like a, um like five or six different talks that you could. Uh, watch and it was completely free we just signed up but you had to watch them that day yeah they were available for 24 hours yeah um which was hard in some cases because it was like you had like four or five all of them you wanted to watch and then it was you only had three hours in the afternoon to watch them so it was 
was hard. But... Cramming. It was like cramming for an exam. Yeah, it was. But the last day I missed, I didn't watch very many because I'd watched so many already. Yeah, yeah, same. I only managed to listen to one on the last day, actually. I don't even think I managed one. Yeah. It was good, though. It yeah. It was really informative. And, like, um, lots of the people that... A few of them I'd heard them talk before, like, on podcasts or whatever, or mm. knew about them, but some I hadn't. So yeah. now we've got, like, new people to, like, follow yes, and listen to. that was the best to. thing about it. There was new people... And, like, a few topics that I was interested in but never had really, like, looked at, looked at. And then they were um, related it to the things I'm interested in, which yeah. was awesome. And it was completely free. And I think she did it the year, last year. So I'm assuming she's going to do it next year. So yeah. keep an eye out for that Take Back Your Hormones conference. That um, It's online. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything. You can. They try and sell you, like, well, they did sell me. I have a problem. Um, <laughs> it is available to like buy them, buy the session, so that you've got them to constantly go back and listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Really, really good resource. And there was loads of interesting stuff. I, there was something, because there was even, there was one about um, your period and how your gut, your mouth health can be affected by your hormones and all that mm. sort of stuff. And that was just so interesting. Yeah. And the gut stuff and the – So oh, good. So much good so stuff. So good. Um, the guy that talked about, like, your dental um, health in general and how it impacts on your hormones and how it's all connected, I listened to him a couple of years ago now on a podcast and it was him that made me actually go to the dentist ah. when my gums were first causing problems. Oh, so he was the one who caused you to go to the dentist who gave you the mouthwash. Who, it's mm. all his fault. But then I circled back and by the time I listened to him on this one, I had got my stuff all sorted. Oh, wow. It's Full funny circle. how the world works, eh? Yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, that was my brag anyway. It's a good brag. Mm. Um, mm. Yep. No wines for this week? No wines for this week, but uh, we've thought of a new segment, haven't we? Let's try it out. We're going to try it out. It may be useless, but I often ask questions of Rachel on here, and so I think we should make it into a segment called Quick Question. I love the alliteration. (laughs) We have to now, don't you? We've done everything else to alliterating. Yeah. Alliterating, is that a word? Let's roll with it. It is now. Um, What's your quick question? Quick question. Should I? So Rachel doesn't know what this question is. <laughs> I'm like, like nervous and excited. And what is it's it? gonna be such a letdown when you hear what it is? Okay. Should I hyper organize the hmm, two to three days before my wedding in terms of down to the time on which I'm going to do different stuff that those days? I've already done that. <laughs> In fact, I've planned out two weeks before. <laughs> but like at like 10 o'clock on the 10th, you're going to do this. At 10, 10, oh my God. The week off before the wedding that yeah. I'm not at work, I've got that all down to the hour. Have you? Yeah. I've got lists. I've got lists of like, this needs to be done this day. This needs to be done that way. Yeah. And I'm like, should I break that right down to the hour? My only qualm, qualm with it is that I don't want to get so like in my head about how it needs to go and then become inflexible when something goes wrong yeah i know i know and i don't manage to do something on the day and then i'm like oh shoot i didn't manage that that day i'm gonna have to do it the next day 
Yeah, I know what you mean. And I don't have time the next day because I've planned out the entire day and it doesn't fit in. I know. Like, I say I've done this and I've planned it all out, but I know in my head it's not going to work like that. Yeah. I think you've just got to set your expectations low. You're like, okay, I've got a plan. I know roughly how much time each thing's going to take me. So I know there's enough time. As long as you know there's enough time to get everything done, I think it's okay. Yeah. I've let go of the expectation of this is going to happen definitely here because it never does. Yeah. I might, I, I am going to do at least the, the, the day, the day before, day before for sure. And yep. the, the day, day, day before. Yep. But then I'm like, cause it's probably not worth doing any more than that. Yeah. And the Thursday before is when everybody arrives. Well, not arrives, but a lot of people are arriving around then. And that's when all the people who are going to help her around. So that's when I want to schedule and be like, okay, guys. Because yeah. I went to a friend's wedding and she, because she had it at her home as well. And the day before, she had like, it was like the fact, the realization that she was getting married had like hit her. And she was like a zombie. She was doing like things that you were like "Mm, probably not necessary probably need to do like the table settings right now not filling water water into jars for plastic plants yeah 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 (laughs) which we are going to transport up a hill yeah when we could have just filled them up at the top of the hill where there was still water if she needed water with the plastic plants yeah i think you definitely need especially for when people are like and people love helping you're yeah. like what can we do you need an idea of okay you can do this task do this yeah yeah okay plan that out i think cool thanks for answering my question uh, rachel it was a fun question <laughs> i like this segment already all right it's always i think it's going to always be me asking the question because you're like my go-to with all my questions I and when I have a question, I ask it. I won't be like, I won't be like, oh, I've got to wait until the podcast. <laughs> I know I've had this question for two days. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wrote it on my hand, my to do to do list, which is my hand sometimes. Uh, probably not great toxic stuff going there, but um, and uh, I wrote it on my hand, and I was like, no, I'll wait and I'll ask. <laughs> well, I'm pleased you did because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, words of wisdom. I've, like, kept it real light this week with the words of wisdom because you know how I love to tie things into the book or whatever I've done. I just just wasn't feeling it. (laughs) Feeling the tying in? Yeah. I thought I should mix it up and do something a bit lighthearted. I would love a lighthearted one. It's really good, and I actually sent this to you already. I know you did. And I don't know. (laughs) What was that? Was that me making that noise? Yes. Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's an excitement for the words of wisdom. I think so. Oh dear. So it's just from the interweb, so I can't contribute it to anyone, but it's just a fun little saying, and yeah, so it it says... Is there any wisdom in these words? No. Oh. (laughs) Well, I guess you could loosely say there's wisdom in it, because it's like a pick you up, make you feel better type words. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll with that. All right. So it just says... It's okay if you fall apart sometimes. Tacos fall apart and we still love them. Oh, that is, you know, that's got some wisdom in it. I think so. It is Often we need to say it's okay to, yeah. to be this way or do it this way or fall apart like this. Because exactly. Just need permission and the tacos are giving it to us. Exactly. I mean, who doesn't love a, love a good taco? <laughs> I do love tacos. They are—they do fall apart. They're very hard to they eat. They do. Mm. Delicious. 
Anyway, should we talk about this wonderful book? Yes, I feel we should. So, Period Power by Maisie Hill. Um, So, I've got a little bit about Maisie herself. The book came out on May 2nd, 2019. So, it's very fresh. Which I enjoyed because there's lots of um, current references in it. And it was, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so Maisie is um, a woman's health practitioner and she believes that our hormones are there to serve us and if utilized correctly can be used to get what you want um, in life. And she has a Bachelor of Science in Chinese Medicine, Acupuncture and Diplomas in, oh God, lots of things. Arivago Techniques of Mayan, Mayans. Ari, Ari, A, R, B, G, O, techniques of Mayans, abdominal therapy, reflexology, aromatherapy, and pediatric acupuncture. And yeah, she's a um, woman's health expert and birth doula. She is. She's killing it. Yeah. She's got a lot going on. She knows a lot and I really enjoyed her book. Yeah, me too. It was awesome. So the basic overview of the book is it's about um what's the basic overview of the book, Rachel? Period power. <laughs> basic rundown of the book is that it starts off with a rundown of your menstrual cycle and the hormones and how they all interact and ovulation and all that jazz. Then she talks about the seasons of your period Mm -hmm. and that was like the bulk of the book and I think that's the most was was the main takeaway from the book I think it was the main draw card um delving more into in depth into the different uh different seasons within your cycle yeah and she goes into basically um what to kind of expect and how to honor your cycle at that point or that season that you're in and what you should generally avoid to kind of help yourself have a smooth cycle throughout type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like what's going on with you at those different phases. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then the last part of the book's approaches to issues sort of similar to the way Lara Bryden and, um, the other ones. <laughs> uh, all, of, all of the books have done. Yeah. Fifth yeah. Vital Sign and uh, so that's Lisa Hendrickson, Jack and Jax. I don't know if it's Jax or Jack. And uh, Beyond the Pill. But yeah, it was that that was sort of like the la- like a little bit at the end. The, the, the main, yeah, as you said, the main bulk of it was that. The seasons. So mm-hmm. what were your overall thoughts? Um, first off, I really enjoy her writing style. Yes. It's really relatable and, um, I like her little, like, analogies. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is the Beyonce hormone or whatever. It's really cool. And the other thing I really like about her is is she's really inclusive. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she talks about the menstruator rather than, um, all women or... Yeah. She, yeah, She's very inclusive. Yeah, and she um, also, like, doesn't go into it, but she touches on and gives you resources for um, someone who may be dealing with being transgender and still having a period and all that sort of thing. So that was quite cool how she was like, 
Including a lot of, like, the bigger picture, not just the person who is a woman who knows they're a woman and is, like... Yeah. I was, hope I said that right. I do not want to offend anyone. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I think that was really, really cool. It was quite... Um, I think it's the first book I've actually read that's gone to that effort, I think. Yeah, same. It was really awesome. The other really cool thing about her book is she's got, um, at the end of it, she's got a whole heap of resources mm. and websites and books and everything that she points you in the direction of. Yeah. Which is really, really helpful. Because sometimes you just want a little bit more information after you've finished a book and you don't know exactly where to go to, but she points you in that right direction. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what I had. Inclusive. Awesome way of, like, I like her sense of humor. Really, like, jived with my sense of humor. Yeah. (laughs) And just the way she explained stuff was like, oh, yeah. And... When I read her one, it was the third one of these types of books that I'd read. And it was like, I guess it was I was hearing everything for the third time. But it was like, not necessarily the season stuff, but a lot of the other stuff. And it was like, finally sinking in at that point. That's cool. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. Cool. So do we want to break down the seasons? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just like quickly. (laughs) Quickly Quickly-ish? I don't want it to turn into like a listing thing, but we should give it a go. (laughs) Okay. Um, so obviously it starts, uh, starts off with the winter because your cycle begins with your period. On the first day of your, your period. Yeah, the first day of your period is the first day of your cycle and yep. that's when you're in your winter. Um, and the title <laughs> for that chapter is There Will Be Blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so humorous. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I want. Oh, I want to read another one of your books. Um, it's so good. Yeah, I'm definitely going back, back to it now that I like. Well, I haven't even. I've been six months off the pill, and still haven't had a regular period. The first cycle is ninety days, and then forty-eight days, and this cycle is looking like it's going to be thirty-eight days. Yeah. So. So you haven't been able to preempt where you are no. in your season as such. You're yeah. kind of just waiting and seeing. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of. It's not until you're in it mm. that you know what season you're in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway, winter. Winter. But so what, 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 how do we know when we're in winter? What's winter about? So our winter is obviously when we've got our period and it's basically time to slow down, reflect and let go of things. So it's kind of got to give yourself permission to relax a little bit. Yeah. Not rush around and do all those things. Yeah, and it was kind of talking about pulling away from the world. Yeah. Um, and then it asked some, ask yourself some questions. Did you see those? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like it had a list of questions to just kind of gauge where you're at, what you wanted to kind of let go of. Yeah. What, what Setting your intentions kind of for the next month of your cycle almost. Yeah, it was like a reflection time, I think, yeah. winter was. You're pulling away from the world, reflecting on yourself, you know, releasing, setting boundaries for the next seasons to come. Yeah. Resting. It was really, yeah, really I love the questions though. They were like, what am I battling with? What am I ready to let go of? What needs my attention? And where can I bring energy? Mm. Yeah. I think those are great pondering questions. I think so And if you know the time to ask yourself those ones is in your winter, boom, you know when to do it. 
Yeah, exactly. And if you've um, charted your cycle, like if you've been charting your cycle, you can look back and say, if you're writing down how you're feeling on days or whatnot, mm. you can look back and say, okay, I was in my spring and I felt this way. What can I do to prevent that in the future? Yeah. Or how can I harness the energy that I had during my summer and use it in a productive way or whatever like that? Yeah, and she re- that's how she recommends you you work out when you when your work. seasons aren't necessarily all the exact same like length. Yeah, they're not always even. It's not always four quarters. No, like you can have a longer winter or a longer summer. Yeah, so she recommends yeah. you write out a. Like just a word a day that describes how you felt that day um, at the end of the day for an entire cycle to try and see if you can figure out where the where the seasons change. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Have you yeah, been writing a word out? I have and I just had a little laugh because most of the time lately it's tired. Oh, really? Fucking tired. The last three days I've written distracted. Distracted. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Oh, I've got... We can come to that later. I've written a little point about being distracted. Oh, okay, okay. Fun little. Cool, cool, cool. So that's winter. Yeah. And in the book, the awesome thing about it is she gives you like what are your strengths during this season and what are the things to avoid and like try not to do too much of this stuff in this season. Like it's not going to be your best work if you do these things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, One of the things that she said could be a problem, which – which I think is quite true, is that you can often feel guilt about pulling back and not, like, doing as much as you mm. normally do. Mm. Especially if, because sometimes things just pop up during those times and you have to do them. There's no no way about it. And you know you're not bringing your A game. Yeah. So sometimes there can be guilt associated around that. So she wrote a little bit about um, just trying to accept where you are and 100%. give yourself percent. 100%. <laughs> I, this came up quite a few times in the Take Back Your Hormones um, thing that women, people with their periods, um, feel that they have to be good feminists and to, be, like, fit in and stay, like, mm, what's the word, stay up with the play in a male-dominated world or a, in a patriarchal, patriarchal, that's not a word patriarchal society um they have to try and pretend their periods don't exist or make it so that their period like if you say you've got your period it's such a big deal and all that sort of crap yeah and really we need to like i don't know what the word is but we we need to accept the fact that there are going to be our strengths during our period, but there's also going to be that no, there's going to be weaknesses during our period, but there's also going to be strengths. This is a time where we reflect. We've got like all these things going on. It really like exactly make us better. Exactly, it is amazing what our bodies are capable and the fact that our um well our capabilities fluctuate throughout our cycle. That is such a superpower. Yeah, it's um and. Woman, instead of saying, like, oh, we can't, like, have having your period is not. That having the stigma around having a normal cycle, a real cycle, not a pill-induced one or anything like that. We need to, like, pull away from that and actually be like, okay, these – I know I'm good at this and this is, this is me and this is how I can um, – Oh, I know I'm functioning my best at this time of my yeah. cycle, so I'm going to do this here. Yeah, I know I'm going. I need to 
some time to reflect here and I'll do this type of work at that point. Yes. Yeah, we need to embrace it and see the power that it is within. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Instead of just trying to hide away our thing, our this this shameful thing yeah. about us. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, mm, it's not that shameful. It's not. Oh and, pe- and why- then men can get over it. Yeah. And why is there all this controversy about, I think it's Libra that's finally done some advertising using period, like red, red uh, yeah. blood to, to demonstrate the period rather than blue liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Drives <laughs> me... Anyway, sorry, tangent. That's all good. <laughs> yeah. That's so a- winter is not always bad. There's there's definitely strengths to it, and you've got to play to those. Yeah, definitely. Mm. She also had this little bit in the book. She said the women of, I hope it's said Kalasha, which are the people of northwest Pakistan, they actually gather in a large sacred building when they menstruate or give birth and enjoy that time together. So it's celebrated. They're not shunned away. You know how in some some cultures the women were... Um, uh, told to go in yeah they're not not, allowed to leave houses or whatever yeah but it was actually like a valued experience having that time away together to celebrate that Mm. which is really cool yeah i saw one of her facts was that research shows that celebration of a girl's first period and having a positive like thought process towards it is more likely to have a that that girl is more likely to have a positive body image and um make good health decision have engage in healthy behaviors yeah like going to the gynecologist and talking about issues not in their being body and shamed all that sort of by thing. all that yes yeah so like when a when a girl has her first period it's like yes throw a party yeah, yeah. celebrate it mm. yeah that's really cool um did you know that there's approximately 800 million menstruators bleeding at the same time as you that's pretty crazy that's a lot of blood that's a lot of people imagine the menstrual products that are going into (laughs) wow good thing uh we're on waste free waste free period bandwagon exactly (laughs) oh man (laughs) um what's your experience with your winters well i don't really know this is my problem is that i it's too fresh it's too fresh like, I definitely have, since reading the book, noticed that during winter I feel a lot... I actually feel quite calm but and settled, but I, and I, but I don't really want to interact with many people. I like to be, like, in my little place reading a book or yeah. figuring out what I'm doing with my life. It's not a time to socialize. No. Yeah. I mean, I can, but... I'm You'd rather not. Better... I, I feel good in a situation where I'm, um, where I'm sort of alone yeah not necessarily alone but like in my own head doing my own thing yeah yeah how about you definitely yeah no definitely the same I always feel like this sense of like peace Mm. which is yeah I it's which is quite ironic because over the last several months I've had quite bad period pain but I still feel happy Mm. like I feel happy and I feel peaceful and I just I kind of like fully give myself permission to be like, nope, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm doing this. I'm not going to make myself do all these jobs or yeah, work my butt off because that's not what my body needs right now. 
That's so good. Yeah, I think when I've written down words during my period is often being content. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. It's just like this like this sense of calmness just yeah. settles settles down and I'm like, if that doesn't get done, I don't care. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. just reading my book. I think it's the ultimate like what is it? Um, permission yeah permission not giving a fuck basically yeah definitely it's like what Sarah and I is trying to get us to do forever but all we, the time we're not quite managing it we only manage it during those like small section of our menstrual cycle yeah hey it's a step in the right direction yeah it's really cool um so spring mm-hmm. pre-ovulation what was the chat title for that one Let's get the party started. Let's get it started. started. That's what sprung to my mind too. Oh dear. So you're basically like emerging from your cocoon and and feel life getting lighter and brighter again. Yeah. The four things that were like your strengths during that springtime is potential, build and expand, be curious and explore and play. Yeah. Those are all really fun things. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. And it's kind of like this season for new beginnings and for starting over and there's lots of new possibilities and potential and Mm. now's the time to embrace it. Yeah, and you kind of like start those ideas that were sort of forming in winter and with those questions you ask yourself, you start like thinking of how can I make this happen and all that sort of thing. It's a really exciting season, I reckon. Yeah, Mm. I definitely feel that too. Like almost like this this sense of energy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, mm. oh, I can do this again. It's okay. Life's not so bad. Yeah. I can get on and do all these 100 jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And she did say, like, some people prefer different seasons over other people. Like, you might be a summer type person or a spring type person, and other people are winter people. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's is- got their own jam. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So, obviously, in your spring, you've got increasing amounts of estrogen, and that's what she calls your Beyonce hormone. Mm. It's doing its thing. Yeah. Energized, motivated. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Um, she said one of your weaknesses in this season is that you're likely to take on too much because you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Booking in everything, doing all of the jobs. So she's like, encourages you to just hold back a little bit. Yeah. Don't give it your all because... It's not going to last. There's a cycle. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, she said that you might have all these great ideas, but maybe not share them during this time because you're a little bit more vulnerable to um, people shooting them down. Yeah. Like you have all these great ideas, but you just need to like really nurture them before you start shouting them to the world because it's still got a, your summer to go. Yeah. You're still working on them. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that she said that she really liked, she said, um, spring is not the time for pe- perfection. Mm. Like, damn. Damn. Take that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's summer. Or yes. do you have more spring? Oh, I've got one more thing that really oh, yes. stood out to me. She said, if you're tired in your spring and don't have that sense of energy, something is awry and this suggests that you're doing too much throughout your whole cycle. So you haven't rested enough throughout your autumn or winter to renew that energy again. Oh. Are and you in your spring currently? 
Uh, yes. Oh. Yes. And also, this is what my fun fact that I alluded to earlier. Oh. Um, well, it's, not a, it's not actually Bring a, it a fact. Not actually a fact, but she said that you can feel distracted towards the end of your spring. Haven't you just ended your spring? Oh my god, I actually have just ended my spring. I know. Whoa. We've both been so super distracted. distracted. Oh, this, canoe, canoe. This whole week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I read that, I'm like... She's on the money. She is. That's crazy. That's, that's wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's when, yeah, I often feel distracted when estrogen is close to peaking. Wow. <laughs> that's what I've got for spring. That's all I got. I'd have to say today wasn't as distracted and today definitely is um, in my summer you're in now. you summer? I'm not in my summer yet, but. Um, but my problem is that my cycles aren't working properly yet because with my bbt i can see when i'm i like i like try to ovulate mm-hmm. and then it drops off again and then i try to ovulate and it drops off yeah. again well that's what my cycle's been like this cycle oh uh, yeah yeah you see i showed you my temperatures earlier in yeah. the week how they've gone up and then gone back down and gone yeah. back up gone back down like my body's trying but it's like nah, not mine do the dip mine go they're like sitting at hmm, 36.4 36.3 and then they'll drop to 36.2 and then they'll peak up to 36.5 and it's not high enough and yeah. then they'll carry on like along there and then they'll drop again to 36.2 and then they'll eat up. Again. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I hit 36.8 this morning. Okay. So it's a definite that's change. It's a definite change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Congratulations. You guys all know when I can get pregnant. <laughs> well, it's past the fact now. Yeah. True. No, but you can still. Can you still get uh, only only if you had unprotected sex in the last few days? So after you've ovulated, you can't. There's like a how much I think of it's a window? A day. a day. A day after you've ovulated, but ideally you want to be. If you're trying to make a baby, you want to have had the sex beforehand. Yeah, and have we ever? Have we've said that right? We've said that people can. Like, if you've got a normal cycle, you can only get pregnant when you ovulate, and you only ovulate, like, six days out of your cycle. You ovulate, you ovulate on one day. You only ovulate once, but you're only, like... You can only fertile for... Well, you can only get pregnant for six days, because sperm yes. lasts for five days in your body, yeah. and you ovulate on one day. So, a total of six days, you can actually get pregnant. It's crap. That's just not. We're not told. We're not this. taught that. Like no girls are told you can get pregnant any day. So watch out. Take the pill. I actually ended up on this website the other day. I don't know how I got there. Oh, I think I was googling BBT. Oh yeah. Because I wanted to know what to how to interpret my um graph, and I ended up on this website and it said you can get pregnant every single day of your cycle. I'm like that's bullshit. Exit website. <laughs> like I'm not gonna get good information from this website it's just because if that's true how does fertility awareness work because people can stay fertility awareness method means is like 99 percent effective if you are doing it perfectly yeah and so if that's true it's not true it's not true their biology says it's not true people need to be told that they can't get pregnant every single day instead of being scared and yeah sex ed at high school saying you can get pregnant every single day don't get pregnant it's the worst thing in the world oh i mean in terms of when that's what you're told as a teenager yes yes i'm sure it's not oh god don't let my fear (laughs) fear of pregnancy (laughs) yeah oh 
Should we talk about summer? Yeah, summer. <laughs> so you've ovulated and obviously you ovulate and then you're in your summer. And the little title of it is Don't Stop Me Now. Don't stop me now. Are they awesome? having such a good time. <laughs> I'm not sure people are going to enjoy our singing. Oh, too bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a song called There Will Be Blood. So <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. So, your summer, you're having a good time. <laughs> because that's what the song says. I know, I got you, I got you. <laughs> um, so, she said basically you're in a state of flow. Um, you've got this inner strength and a flexibility to adjust and just go with the flow. It's all about raising your game and enjoying life. Yeah, the four things, oh no, there's five, um, of summer were invincibility, productivity, (laughs) expansion, connection, and communication, and pleasure. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. Good time. Yeah, it's just when you're ready, ready to gay, do things, say yes. I think was say yes was the main thing she said about that one. Yeah, I think it was. And she also said that it's the perfect time for a holiday. Oh. Interesting. Mm. Just going to have a month-long holiday <laughs> capture all of the seasons yeah that's good we're good um she also said it's the time to do things you've been putting off during the rest of the month i definitely notice this yeah. when i'm in my summer i um i'm like crap i haven't done that i need to do that now mm-hmm. and like if i've been putting it off for ages yeah i will get it done yeah you have a power day yeah power day. do all of the things yeah yeah so no, I feel that. So true. Um, the other thing which I found interesting, which kind of links in, is that um, non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen can actually prevent the follicle rupturing, so that there is no egg release. So if you're taking these, um, so it will delay ovulation. So if you're taking these on like a regular basis and um, so say you take them for pain relief or whatever or when you've got your period and the effects of taking those can then delay ovulation and push your cycle out. Interesting. Was there a study for that? Yeah, there was a study. I I didn't write any more down than that. But I never, mm. I haven't come across that fact before. Because in at least two of the other books I've read, they're like, if you have mild, just like severe period pain, take ibuprofen because, like, that's gonna help. Yeah. Mm. I and know. even though they're like, they're like obviously um, trying to do things with all the other nutrients that you can get from food and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was like the one sort of drug that they said was will recommend. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite um quite interesting, um because my last few cycle my last few periods have been really painful. But I try not to take painkillers, mm. and as soon as I read this, I'm like, yes, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> I think I'm doing the right thing. I don't know. Yeah, mm. that's cool. Oh. cool. Oh, very 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 interesting. I'm trying to think very of the last time when I had it and when I've like when waiting for that those peaks and stuff. Yeah, interesting. All right. Yep. Cool. That's all I got for summer, though. Me too. Autumn. Last one. Pre-menstruum. And... Is that the title? No. Okay. Uh, sorry, I said that like a title. Yeah. Pre-menstruum. No, it says Highway to Hell. 
Oh, that's which not is very interesting. Positive. It's interesting because I think the favorite part of my cycle is my winter and my spring. Ooh, like I have no idea what my favorite part is. I think I think it is because in my even in my summer, I'm getting I'm getting stuff done, and I know I'm more productive and. And that's cool. <laughs> but it's not fun. And, like, I feel like I've accomplished stuff, and I do generally feel good, but I still think that my winter and my spring are my favorite. Because, mm. yeah. That's okay. You're allowed to feel that way. <laughs> um, I give you permission to feel that way, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, autumn is when you transition from... Um, you transition from um. <laughs> you transition from um. So it was when you're transitioning, slowing down as right. such. Right. You're slowing down in preparation for your winter. Yep. So the strengths of that season are deep thought and focus, reviewing, deciding, editing and organizing, and speaking candidly. And I definitely speak candidly in my autumn. Yeah, you notice that? Yeah, I think those times that I've had frank discussions with my superiors at work have been in my autumn. In the autumn. Mm-hmm. And like a week later, I'm like, oh, whoops. That's what's been happening. That's why I've been like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like laughing, then your face like changed, like, shit, me too. I've just had this realization, <laughs> like, um, it's always, it's definitely, I can't believe I didn't even write this down. It's definitely my autumn where I'm not very tolerable of people. Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear you coughing or sniffing at your desk. <laughs> like, take that shit away from me. Yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got no tolerance. I'm not going to put up with anything. I'm mo- more likely to snap and be an awful person. Yeah. That's true. I think that she says something about that being a danger that you could go too far into the speaking candidly. Wasn't that something? And you could um, be a little bit too harsh. And I definitely, yeah, need to be wary of that. Yeah. I think also, I don't, yeah, especially for me, I feel like things have compounded a bit anyway. Mm. Like things are a bit rubbish uh <laughs> with work so when it gets to that point i'm like nah screw this yeah no exactly that's exactly the same with me it's like when uh, i've just had enough yeah and i generally have been able to tolerate it all the way up into that point and then i'm like nah i'm done i'm not even gonna take this yeah. crap i'm gonna tell you when you're wrong tolerance at an all-time low don't yeah. test me yeah mm. very very true mm. yeah Anything else about the autumn there you've got in that little book of wonders? Um, well, she just she kind of talks about how often things can feel a bit out of control or unsettled or things like that. And often, mm. once you get your period and you're in your winter, you have this feeling like, ah, oh, that's why. Mm, yeah. Now I feel much better. Yeah. Type thing. And yeah. We feel that. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah, mm. definitely. Definitely. And even like knowing, like I know where I'm at in my cycle. I know why I'm having these feelings, but it doesn't help me rationalize it anymore. <laughs> but it is. It, I think the more you know, like 
sometimes ignorance is bliss, but other times it's like uh, the more you know, the better you can be about things and yeah. understand where things are coming from. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, autumn's when I'm most likely to cancel things. Ah. Like, sorry, I can't make it anymore because I know I'm not going to be fun to be around. Yeah. I haven't worked out, I don't know when. I know my luteal mm-hmm. uh, phase is 11 to 12 days. So I haven't worked out when my summer finishes and my autumn starts yet. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. And she did say that pinpointing your transition days is kind of is essential to revolutionizing how you feel. Oh. I haven't pinpointed the exact change. Yeah. I just noticed that and then after the fact I'm like, ah, oh, that's why. Yeah, well that's the whole thing with the whole cycling bizzo, right? When you <laughs> You don't know until afterwards. Yeah, you're looking at you have to look at your charts that you've done. You can't mm. predict the future. Oh if only. Although um I told you about this. The take back the, your hormones conference there was a oh gosh, I should have written her name down. A woman who wrote a book called Twenty Eight Days in two thousand and five. So old school book basically and she it was one of possibly one of the first books about um sinking your cycle and that sort of thing and it was about how she's a health journalist and she i think her name was gabby she found that she looked up all of these like thousands and thousands of research articles about women's periods and their cycles and what happens to your brain what happens to your body what happens to the hormones during all of these times so it was specifically for people who have um natural cycles and she found that there was actually some research pretty much for every single day of a 28 day cycle and it could be so so every single day you could know what was happening in your body based on a on a research paper that was like about what was happening in your brain and at that time of your cycle cycle. yeah and so she's got an app called oh yes uh hormone horoscope she's got two apps one is hormone horoscope that's for um the people who have their cycles and it tells you what 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 you should do the next day what's coming up well like today you can set the alarm for like eight o'clock in the morning you'll say today you're going to be feeling this way and this is what's happening in your brain and all that sort of thing and then that she has another app and I cannot remember the name, but it is um, for partners of people who are cycling. And it says, like, today your partner will be feeling this way because and because you can set in their one what, what, your, what cycle your cycle length is. is and your ovulation day and all that sort of stuff. And that's so cool. That's really cool. So you can almost have a horoscope for what's going to happen, but you have to be having a regular cycle. Yeah, and know the general. Yeah. If you've got a semi-regular cycle. Semi-regular. So you don't know. Yeah. So in the app, you can put anywhere from 21 days to 38 days. Yeah. So okay. if it fits within that, you can get a general idea. Get a general idea. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't let you set the length of your luteal phase, which uh, is kind of annoying. But I guess she's doing it in a very different – her approach is very different to how uh, – Fertility awareness. No? No. Um, this season's thing is oh. – because in this one, your winter can be shorter and your summer can be long and all that sort of thing. But in um, her one, it's pretty specifically like she breaks it down into weeks. Yeah. 
Okay, that's cool. But it was very interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. Um, and it just reminded me of uh, Nicole Jardim. So follow her on the socials. And I remember recently. <laughs> You're so cool. What I call them? What the socials the sounds social great. Cool. Yeah, nailed um, it. Sweet. Uh, and she posted recently that obviously she's like the period guru, mm. and her. I don't know if he's her husband or a partner is completely up to date with where she's at at her cycle. And she was leaving one day, leaving the house to go do a presentation or a talk or something. And he just said, oh, day 28, I hope this all goes well. <laughs> he knew where she was at in her cycle and that it wasn't the best time to be oh, doing no. it. And that's so cool. That's so To funny. be so in tune to, and like know how to... Um, what what she needed during yeah. that part of her cycle. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a lot of um, things that I've read lately and uh, seen, I think a few were in that hormones, Take Back Your Hormones conference, was about like you need to be including your partner in your, in your cycle and what's happening with you so they can understand sort of, I mean, if your partner's a man, they're not going to fully understand the whole situation because they don't live it. Yeah, not from an experience point of view. Yeah. Yeah, but just knowing where you're at and what boundaries you kind of need for Mm. that point or what's going to serve you and how they can help. Yeah, potentially they could have a better objective view of how you are are during those points in your cycle than you are. Exactly. Because when you're in it, you don't really realise. Yep. It's often the people around you that know before you do. (laughs) Yeah. So was there any other um, takeaways from the book that you had written down? Um, I've got – I've written down so many facts, but one that really stood out to me that I related to was there was a a study done and the research found that 80% of women had experienced at least one reproductive health symptom in the last year but less than half of these women actually sought medical help. Mm. That's because we're all told period pain is normal. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it so frustrates me that so mis- so much inf- misinformation is out there in the world and, and sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I'm not contributing to it. <laughs> I, I hope we're um, not either, but. Yeah, yeah, that really stood out to me because I could relate so much. I have not gone to the doctors. I've gone to the doctors when I've been at, like, breaking point mm. because I didn't know what else to do, but it, then it didn't even help me anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, and if a research study has been shown doing that, I, I didn't go into reasons about why not, mm. but that I find that very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Um, That's why I liked about this book as well was she – put in a load of studies and she they were all like re- referenced and all that sort of stuff so yeah. we weren't just reading like random knowledge that <laughs> she pulled out of her own brain it was like backed up by um lots of references yeah references really good and you could go in and question those references if you weren't sure that they were um like you could go do your own research and the yeah, references definitely which i like was there anything that stood out to you yes tell me well i'm gonna get back on my feminist high horse and say that she she talked about one study that um it was a very small study granted like 40 participants or something but it found that 
I don't know. Was it in all participants? I should have read that. I can't that. remember. I know, But yeah. it found that in the study with 40 participants that the clitoris can decrease inside on hormonal birth control. I don't know which one. It didn't say. But that is outrageous. If that, I know we've talked about this before, but if there was a stale on... A, a like, stale? A, a, oh my gosh. <laughs> A study, I tried to put male and study together. If that was a stale. If that was a stale, it's the new lingo. Yeah, hashtag stale. Um, (laughs) If that was a study on like a male um, contraceptive and it like shrunk their wiener. (laughs) Like. Their wiener? Their penis, whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to like. Make things funny. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a thing. That turned their Frankfurt into a Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> right. And even if it was just, I'm just like really basking in the joy of that um, comment. Um, if if even just one male had a shrunken penis from their contraceptive. That contraceptive would be off the market. Yeah. Nobody would be allowed to take it. Nope. Why are is women's like sexual pleasure allowed to be degraded by contraception and males is not? It's not okay. It's it made me so angry. It is not okay. <laughs> well, it kind of ties into because it wasn't until nineteen ninety. Eight, yeah, that they discovered like the full extent of the clitoris. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it's not just like the little bit at the top of your. Um, it's like a whatever, your, your doodad. <laughs> God. Technical term. We Wieners are nailing and- the anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Wieners and doodads over here. Um, it's like a whole wish bone structure yeah it sits inside like around your like vagina and stuff right around seven to twelve centimeters insane it's huge yeah it's like bigger than a penis but well average penis yeah yeah far out (laughs) because what i was so interested in that like how how that it is actually like an open it's not just in it's one like location. A, it kind of goes around. Yeah, but it's like, I love my little hand movements. It's like when you're developing your genitals, when you're in the womb, and like oh. a penis is actually made out of a clitoris. It's just sewn together, basically. Yeah. Maybe not sewn, but... <laughs> you get a little needle and <laughs> The baby's it. sitting in there like, no, I need to be a boy. <laughs> Let's, slow, just, Let's slow this up. Oh, oh, no. I know, that was really interesting. Oops. The book also had some really good diagrams in it. To yes. help explain things. Mm. It was a really good, informative book. Yeah. I'm definitely going to reread it. Yeah. I'm still raging about the clitoris thing. I'm like, is it clitoris or clitoris? I should know my own body parts. I don't know. Okay. Isn't that like tomato, tomato? Uh, Possibly. Clitoris, clitoris? I don't know. Anyway, I'm pissed off, to be honest. I'm like, what the hell? It's, yeah, I know. I know. What the heck rooney I'm so annoyed. Anyway, that was, and the other fun fact that was in there, there's, um, well, there's loads of fun facts, but one was 12.4% of cycles are 28 days. Mm. So if you don't have a cycle that's 28 days, don't it's worry. okay. Yeah. 
Don't worry. Love it. Um, another thing that I found <laughs> really interesting, and promise this will be my last fact. Um, there was a study and it showed that female strippers earned the most tips when they were ovulating. Yes. And those on the pill earned way less. Like the whole time. They yeah. didn't have like a peak when they, because they obviously don't ovulate. Yeah. Or they ovulate, but it doesn't work. Oh man, depends on the reception. It depends on, the on what you're on. But yeah. But yeah. Interesting, yeah. Very interesting. So if you're a female stripper, get off birth control and get more <laughs> tips. <laughs> There's a hot tip from Rachel there. There's a takeaway from the book. <laughs> Didn't I've never been into a New Zealand strip club. Did they tip? I don't know. How does it work? I don't know. I've never been to one here either. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners will know and can let us yes. know. Yes. Inform us of what the etiquette is in New Zealand strip clubs, because that's the burning question, obviously. It really is. Um, interesting podcast series that I listened to was Sarah Pascoe's Sex um, Power Money, and she talked to um, sex workers throughout the spectrum in um, the industry from uh, – strippers to um she's got a book coming out to prostitutes to all the other sort of in between and all that sort of stuff porn and all that sort of, so interesting yeah did not know half the stuff because they live a very sheltered life Ooh, i might have to listen to that one it was really good is it just like really a mini series type yeah there's like like 80 episodes or something okay that's doable yeah that's definitely doable and so much interesting information i never knew about because i'm like so away with fairies that's not a scene I know about. It's not your regular. No. Yeah. But it was very interesting. Oh, cool. Um, my final word yeah. on this book, and then we can wrap it up, is that we've read this one, p- this book, Period Power, Period Repair Manual, which we've got an episode on, mm-hmm. um, Beyond the Pill, which mm-hmm. we've got two episodes on double whammy <laughs> i don't know if we give any inf- useful information in them and but no go listen to them and we have a great time <laughs> we've got the fifth vital sign coming up and like now that i've read them all and trying to like interweave them into my brain i think period repair manual awesome if you've got something wrong like something not quite working properly that's the, the go-to uh, beyond the pill is when you're coming off birth control and or hormonal contraception sorry and fifth vital sign is the one for fertility awareness and that sort of side of things yep they've all got a little bit of information about how to fix this thing if this thing's going on but, they all have overlapping mm, yeah yeah but and this one is about your seasons like this is the one you want to read if you want to know what's going on in your body and how to maximize your life with yeah kind of like empower yourself with your period yes that's basically what it is like period power oh (laughs) no wonder it's called period power well she really thought that through and nailed that title she did it kind of uh covers it all on that note (laughs) on that note we're gonna leave you leave you thinking about wieners turning into frankfurt's turning into Mm. Cheerios? Cheerios. What's the other name for a Cheerio? Savaloy? Ah, uh, the old Savaloy. Isn't that such a gross 
name. <laughs> like, it makes me feel a bit sick when I say it. Savoy. They make me feel a little bit sick, like, in general. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> because of... You know why? Why? Because... Oh, we can cut this. But because of... Is it Meet the Fockers or um, something along those lines? And anyway, there's a bit about the foreskin and they then it turns out it's like a Savoy um, skin, skin. And I oh just cannot God. look at them again the same. It sounds like a Meet the Fockers type of reference. It's one of the, it's like one of those types of movies anyway. Oh my God. And I, ever since then, and I watched that quite young. I can't, I can't look at a Savoy slash Cheerio again. It scared you. Yeah. Frankfurt's. Like borderline. borderline, yeah. <laughs> that is so great. So if you want to tell us where you sit on the Frankfurt Savoy <laughs> fence, you can hit us up. We're at basically being better on Instagram. That's the one. At basically being better at gmail.com to email. And we're also on, on the Twitters. The, on the Twitter. And I've confirmed it is basically being better pod. Well done. Yeah. You must have done that during your summer. I must have. It was on my to-do list for a while, but I got there. Good job. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Laters. Bye. Basically being better and building better lives So remove your scarlet letter and give up my hafage Yeah, mothers, daughters, sisters, aunties, girlfriends and wives We're basically being better, ladies, for the rest of our lives <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> my stomach just rumbled so loud <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can hear that on this. Oh, I wonder if it's picked it up. It was like, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs>